All right, everybody, I think we'll get started just to maximize our time with the speakers, and I'm sure others will join us shortly. Good morning. Um, today, I'm wearing two of my St. John's hats, my uh, senior warden hat and also the hat of the organizer of the Sunday morning speaker series. And as you all know, we have a tradition of devoting this hour speaker series every year to hearing from the candidates for vestry. So that's what we will be doing this morning. Um, we, uh, I've spoken to each of the candidates, and I've asked each of them to speak for no more than five minutes. So doing that math, if everyone keeps to that schedule, we will have about 15 minutes afterwards for Q&A. I'll then formally adjourn the session at that point. Any of you who would like to do so can come up to ask your questions of, of any of the candidates. I should mention, finally, as I say, I'll call on everybody in alphabetical order. That means that Alfred Tesmar will be our last speaker. Alfred, you'll recall, was appointed to fill the vacancy created when uh, Nora Rigby became the junior warden, and Alfred is standing for election to, in his own right, for a full term this time. Unfortunately, Alfred um, contracted COVID last week, so he's pre-recorded a presentation, hence the screen, and you'll hear from him at the end. With that, we'll get started, and I'll call on Kate Benner. setting a timer so I don't start us off um, behind. It's nice to meet you all, those who I know and those who I'm getting a chance to meet later. My name is Kate Benner. Um, I am an attorney at the law firm of King and & Spalding and a parishioner here at St. John's. Uh, so St. John's is one of many churches I've attended. Uh, I was a sort of grew up in the Episcopal Church and we moved a lot. Um, I went to a different church for baptism, for my first communion, for confirmation, for every different life stage has had a different church. Uh, so that means I've had a lot of opportunities to see churches that are well run, churches that are really welcoming and lovely, and some that are working towards that. <laughs> um, and it also means that although many of the other people here have been uh, at St. John's for a very long time. I've been going since 2016, and this is the longest church I've ever attended in my life. <laughs> it's a real achievement. Um, when I moved to DC and was looking for a uh, sort of church home as I was starting my career in the law firm, I sort of went to a couple different places, you know, Googling and also just like following the little signs as we had traditionally done growing up. And I kept, I came back to St. John's after trying a few because it really felt like a welcoming place that had a really vibrant community. And I think when I think about the various churches that I've had the chance to attend, that it's that sort of combination of a place where you can seek solace, you can seek um, to engage in service, and you can seek to make a community that is defined by something other than the sort of actions that bring you together in outside of the church walls. It's not a community defined by your workplace, by your academic institution, by sort of the friends that you've happened to sort of uh, build because of similarities of experiences. And I think that's really, really valuable. That sort of effort for service and community um, led me to help um, co-chair the Latrobe group uh, during uh, the sort of last pandemic year. Sometimes that meant things like finding a location outside because we couldn't meet inside, be at someone's rooftop, my backyard when I was traveling so people had to let themselves in through my house. Sometimes it's just trying to sort of build events that both bring people together 
give them a place to sort of grow in their faith and give them a place to sort of find a community moving forward. When I was asked if I would consider running for the vestry, it was that desire to build a place of community and service to sort of support people when they're doing well and to pr provide the sort of undergirding when they need help. Um, it has been a pleasure to attend, uh, to attend St. John's and I really look forward to continuing to do so in the future sort of um, with all of you here and all of the fellow vestry candidates. Thanks so much. Hello everybody here in the room and online. Um, I want to thank you all for um, giving me the chance to talk. Uh, I have been coming to St. John's since 2012 regularly. Um, I was first introduced to St. John's through very dear family friends who are longtime members and they would invite me to the lessons and carols every year which of course is awesome. Uh, I think that started about 2007 and then we'd go down the street and have lunch. So it was a wonderful way to get to know St. John's. Um, in the time I've been here, I have stepped into coordinating the book group, which used to be in person and now we're online um, and we have great, a great community. Uh, and then last year I helped with the clothing drive and the diaper drive. So um, there's three things that you should know about me. One is I have dedicated my life to public service. Um, I work for a conservation organization, so very much looking at how to help communities live better with nature. Um, I have, you know, volunteered in health clinics. I was Peace Corps in Morocco in the middle of the desert. So, um, and now have been very happy to volunteer with a lot of different St. John's things. Um, the second thing is uh, diversity, equity, inclusion is definitely at my heart and peace building is another thing that is both personal and professional mission for me. Um, I, I do think one of the great things about church in general is the ability to meet community, understand different views, and just the reflection that comes um, while you're you know, sitting, maybe listening to the sermon, maybe it occurs to you later when you leave. There's different messages that, that I personally get. Um, that I think enrich me. Um, and then maybe the third thing is that uh, I know my way around a spreadsheet and a progress report and I have a great attention to detail. Uh, the clothing drive, which we did in the pandemic, very challenging, especially where to find where to put stuff and donate stuff. So um, I think that was another uh, really great thing. So those are about it. So. Hi, I'm Sylvia Martin Estes, and I was born and raised in Atlanta, which explains the southern accent. I hope you can understand me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My um, family and I moved to the D.C. region about 10 years ago, and I'm married to Doug Estes. He uh, serves as an usher and a chalice bearer, and we have two children, Philip, who uh, lives and works in Baltimore, and David, who is in his third year of college. I've been practicing law for 35 years, and for the last 30 years, I've been representing individuals first in family and domestic relations law, and now as an immigration lawyer. And in both disciplines, my clients have experienced great stress, anxiety, helplessness, and even a, a sense of hopelessness. And currently, I represent individuals seeking family-based U.S. immigration benefits, 
and also those seeking protection from persecution pursuant to asylum. And also I represent uh, victims of human trafficking and domestic violence, and also juveniles who are victims of parental abuse, neglect, or abandonment. Uh, from my practice, I believe I've successfully combined the seemingly mutually exclusive traits of compassion and professional objectivity. I've also developed the traits of collegiality and advocacy from my experience serving on a board of directors and also on executive boards of nonprofits with diverse individuals seeking common goals. I've been an Episcopalian for 35 years. My family and I were longtime members of St. Luke's in downtown Atlanta. Doug and I were confirmed there, and our sons were both baptized at St. Luke's. Um, while I was at St. Luke's, well, first we were attracted to the church because of its long-standing commitment to serve the unhoused community in downtown Atlanta. And while at St. Luke's, I served as a chalice bearer, an adult acolyte, a youth Sunday school teacher, a member of the junior vestry, and a board member of the Atlanta Enterprise Commission, which is a nonprofit organization that originally started at St. Luke's in the early 1980s. It's grown to be a large organization at this point, and its mission has always been to provide um, unhoused individuals with the knowledge, skills, and tools they need to become full-time employed and to thrive. My family and I were attracted to St. John's when we moved to the region because it, it presented a similar spirit as St. Luke's in its commitment to outreach and support of both the parish and the community at large. Currently, I serve as a chalice bearer. I'm on the legal team representing the Zamani family from Afghanistan in their immigration matters. And I also graduated from Education for Ministry in 2021. In our EFM class, we discussed vocation and how to find and develop it. And the first step is to discover your strengths. As a graduate of EFM, I can't help but resist, I can't resist the opportunity to quote the great theologian Howard Thurman, who said, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Thanks to my fellow EFM classmates and also our mentors, I found that among my strengths, I am organized, reflective, caring, calm, and brave. And I believe these traits make for a good leader, and I would be honored to serve the parish and this vestry. On the vestry, thank you. I am humbled to be included with this fantastic group of um, candidates. Um, I've been a member of St. John's for some 25 years. Uh, my daughter was married here. Um, my granddaughter was baptized here. My husband had a beautiful memorial service a year and a half ago here. Um, so I've been, I've been coming here, but really my relationship to the church and the church community deepened when I went on the pilgrimage in 2018. And the group of people who were on that pilgrimage were, were warm and welcoming and introspective, and I felt very close to them, and through them, closer to St. John's. And one of them, Matthew Taylor, um, said, why don't you try EFM? And I don't know whether I thank you or not, because I'm in the, 
I'm in the second year, and you know what I do every Monday evening. Um, but I am grateful for that, and I do, I do love it. Um, and then, finally, I'm, um, I have a great love for history, and I was um, asked to be on the Bell Tower Committee, which also is, is a very special, special thing. So a couple weeks ago, a member of the congregation said to me, so why do you want to be on vestry? And I thought, no, no, no. The real question is, why would you want me to be on it, <laughs> right? And so I offer a couple things for your consideration. One is that I am committed to the strategic objectives that the vestry adopted. Specifically, two of them, um, to devote more time and talent to outreach, and secondly, to preserve the building and grounds of St. John's. These two objectives are really important. And I tell you, I have no other agenda to be on vestry, except to try to implement these objectives. And I have a bit of experience that I offer um, in order to do that. First, for the outreach part, my, most of my career has been in business, in corporate public affairs and government relations. Um, I was both at the executive level on several global companies, as well as an educator on at least three continents. One of the things that I helped these organizations that I was part of was how to connect with their stakeholders. And what's outreach about is to understand who your stakeholders are inside the church and outside the church, to develop relationships with them, to connect with them, and to help create that community that brings them together. I think I have some skills in that area, and I would like to contribute that. The second area is the building, preservation of the building, and, and, the, and the grounds. Um, I serve on the board of the National Archives Foundation. And one of the things that I learned being on that board that I think would contribute to, um, to St. John's is that there's a special, um, a special set of needs and concerns and decisions surrounding institutions that have both a temporal bricks and mortar aspect to them, as well as a transcendent mission. That is this institution, that is St. John's. And to be able to work the, the complex and often wrenching, often political decisions that are involved in seeing both those sides in order to preserve both the historic and the sacred is, I think, part of our job. So with all that, um, I'm, I'm honored um, to be taking part in this, um, to try for it. Um, in terms of personal things, I can offer you that um, I'm pragmatic, I'm diplomatic, I'm energetic. And I would suggest to you, if you don't know me, you would get a lot of experience with some new perspectives. Thank you.
Hi, everyone. Good morning. Um, my name is Matthew Taylor. I'm, um, it's fun to be back in this room. Last weekend, the youth had a lock-in in here, so I have learned all of the sounds and oddities of this room. Um, I first came to St. John's as during summer of 2010 as an intern on the Hill. It was the first time I had stepped inside of an Episcopal church, and I fell in love with the Episcopal church. I moved back to DC in 2012, did the same sort of church shopping that Kate mentioned, and found that St. John's really was the best parish in Washington, DC. Um, I still remember early, in my early years here at St. John's, I first volunteered for the clothing drive. And then one day, Andy Olivo called me and asked me if I could be in charge of the clothing drive. And as Janet said, it is an incredible undertaking to do. <laughs> you, and it's always fun to see the clothing that St. John's parishioners bring. One time we had a, Dol one time we had a Dolce & Gabbana um, ball gown, and another time a box of Maryland state flag ascots. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that was, and it was, a real heartbreak when the parish house renovation began and we put that ministry on hold and I'm glad that it's returned. Um, shortly after that, I became chair of the outreach committee in which I've overseen the budget, our $100,000-ish budget for the outreach committee for, I don't know, I think five years. <laughs> um, and I've thankfully passed the baton back to Jess to be outreach chair. I've also, the thing that really drew me into St. John's was the Latrobe Fellowship. One of our crown jewels here at this church is that we have an incredible young adult ministry and we are able to reach out to young adults in a way that other Episcopal churches struggle with. And so I was chair and co-chair of the Latrobe Young Adult Fellowship. I've also been the greeter, usher, chalice bearer and everything there is to do with Latrobe. Um, I've also gotten involved with the national, with the diocese and the national church. I um, was asked to fulfill the remainder of a term on diocesan council, and then I just completed a full term on diocesan council. I've been to two general conventions representing this diocese and this church, which the general convention is the national Episcopal meeting that occurs usually every three years. And just yesterday, I was elected to be a deputy again next year. I also serve on the Executive Council of the Episcopal Church, which is the governing body of the Board of Directors of the entire Episcopal Church. And so I just, I love this parish, I love this church, and I would love to serve this church by serving on the vestry. And I think I bring some experience from being an on-the-ground person at the church. I, you know, the Latrobe Fellowship, we wonder, where does our budget come from? What is our budget? We always wonder. The outreach committee, you know, just different, how does the outreach committee work and how do we get the funding it has been, I think, a question on the vestry and I would love to be able to help answer those questions about the out, our outreach budget. I, um, so yeah, I love this church. I've, this has been a home for me. This was, during law school, this was the place I could go for an hour and a half a week and not have to worry that I wasn't studying and it gave me so much peace. So I would really appreciate your vote for next week and allow me to serve on your vestry. Thank you.
Hello and good morning, everyone. My name is Alfred Tesmar, and I'm a longtime parishioner at St. John's. I'd like to begin my comments this morning by apologizing for not being with you in person. Unfortunately, I tested positive for COVID-19 on Christmas morning, and our travel plans were upended. We had rescheduled travel to be with my family in Tennessee for this weekend, so while I'm visiting with my mother and my brothers, I'm also wishing I could be in two places at once. To tell you a little more about me, I'm a lifelong Episcopalian. I have been at St. John's since Hillary and I joined St. John's in 2002. She worked a couple of blocks away and St. John's was on our short list. As we went through our church shopping process, we were probably at number four or five on the list. We were at a church not to be named in this forum, but we found ourselves looking at our watches and then looking at each other and saying to ourselves, if we leave now, we can make it to the 11 a.m. at St. John's. So at the next hymn, we snuck out the back, found our way to St. John's, and we've been here ever since. While at St. John's, I volunteered in various capacities, including uh, being an usher at the 7.45 and 9 a.m. service, uh, working in the godly play classroom as a helper, Although I'll admit that might have been more a defensive role. It always made me very nervous when we dropped the children off and they either handed us a pager or asked us to write down what part of the church we were seated in. So I think I, I maybe uh, went to keep an eye on the kids and I think it just feels better that if you have to go let a parent know you need help rather than someone coming asking you to take care of your children. Um, so uh, that was that was fun. Did that for several years and it's been a real pleasure to see uh, those children as they grow up in the church. And for the last several years, I've also worked with the stewardship committee. So I'll apologize now if you've received a phone call or a pesky email from me asking what you're considering for a contribution in the coming year so that we may better plan our operations and programming. So um, that's certainly been interesting. And a real privilege for me is for the last year to fill a one-year vacancy on the vestry. It's just a, a wonderful organization with, that's so thoughtful, uh, deliberate, and professional in the way they operate. It, it's, it's been a privilege to serve in that capacity. You know, we at St. John's are the benefactors. Uh, we've been given much. If you look at our beautiful buildings from which we uh, host our worship services and, and develop our outreach programs and support services to uh, our caring community where we have various outreach initiatives as well as our magnificent music. These are all possible because for the past 200 plus years, parishioners have planned a bright future for St. John's. And I have to tell you, as we uh, emerge from the pandemic, I think our future is extremely bright. We're at staffing levels that we haven't seen the two decades I've been here. We have a growing youth program, and St. John's really is poised to be a beacon of light uh, for an inner city church that is rarely achieved. You know, to whom much is given, much is expected, and, you know, I think one of the best things that we can do at St. John's now is to chart a course. It's not going to happen overnight, but a long-term course to help us plan for the care and the facilities of our little corner of Lafayette Square. I think this can be done in a way such that we can relieve the, the burden of 
running from one challenge to another with our facilities. And it will take time, but I believe that we would be wise to set a course to uh, be in position to uh, focus on our ministries and our outreach and our worship rather than the blocking and tackling of owning an aging building in a metropolitan area. Uh, that being said, I think some of my skills from uh, the business world um, it could be helpful, uh, analytical skills, as well as my uh, ability to help parties reach mutually agreeable solutions to challenges both known and then to work our way through unknown challenges. So if I had an opportunity to serve on the vestry again, I think that would be a, a terrific way for us to to help St. John's be propelled for the next 200 years is to make a long-lasting impact to our ability to care for our facility. So I'll close this morning with thanking you for your time. I appreciate your consideration and wish you a good morning. Well, thank you very much for being here and our sincere thanks to every candidate for standing for election. Thank you very much. I'll adjourn the session and as I say, the candidates will stay behind. And if anyone has questions for any of them, please ask them. Thank you very much. Thank you.